From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. You have tuned for April 30, 2017, the VK1WIA National News Service on behalf of the Wireless Institute of Australia. Last week, we told of how Tony... VK7VKT had taken possession of a complimentary FlightAware Raspberry Pi ADS-B decoder supplied by FlightAware. Richard VK2SKY contacted News Central to warn us we'd left an A out of the given URL. He said, I think the URL is missing a letter. Probably it should be FlightAware. Thanks, Richard, for correcting us on that one. Regional Australians may eventually get a taste of gigabit broadband as NBN pushes fixed wireless to the limit. NBN recently announced plans to offer 100-40 megabits per second fixed wireless plans next year, doubling the current top speed tier to put regional Australia on par with Metro fixed line speeds. The speed boost comes thanks to new carrier aggregation technology which bonds multiple wireless channels to create a single high-speed connection. The Sydney Morning Herald, in reporting this, said it's an impressive jump, considering that Fixed Wireless was only offering 12 1 megabits per second plans when it launched in 2011, but there is still room for improvement. NBN opened up the throttle at a recent media demonstration in the Victorian regional city of Ballarat, clocking download speeds of 1,077 megabits per second and 165 megabits per second up, while sitting one kilometre away from the nearest fixed wireless tower. You know, your smart meter could be hacked, your energy held to ransom, its usage monitored to determine the best time to rob your home, or even used by advertisers to determine your favourite TV show. Director of the Centre for Internet Safety at the University of Canberra, Nigel Fair, has warned Australian consumers aren't aware of the risks associated with their smart meters. There are two types of smart meters, he said, one-way or two-way meters. One-way meters simply transmit data back to utility companies. Two-way meters can be updated to inform savvy consumers on fee changes or allow power companies to cut services at a moment's notice. Mr Fair said two-way meters had less secure data connections, allowing would-be criminals to hack in. ACT EWAGL said there were 3,225 two-way smart meters in the ACT, and also there were no Australian or global standards on security and privacy regarding smart meters and called for more stringent digital security standards. The Radio Communications Act that has served Australia for 25 years is to be replaced by a modern approach to spectrum control and licensing. The Australian Communications and Media Authority Acting Chairman Richard Bean has given a little insight on what is ahead during a Comms Day Summit 2017 speech in Sydney. Mr Bean said the radio frequency spectrum can only increase in importance for economic and social activity and a source of competitive commercial advantage. His speech told of the ACMA's approach to the important reforms to better respond to pressures already building and developing approaches robust enough to support future innovation and growth. 
Mr Bean confirmed that a new legislative and policy framework is being developed by the government to open up significant reform opportunities, and the ACMA has been preparing for the journey ahead. Already known is that the Radio Communications Act will be replaced to make Australia's spectrum framework simpler, more efficient and flexible to use. While the new Act will be the work of the Department of Communications and the Government, implementation of it will fall to the ACMA. First to come will be an exposure draft by the Department with the ACMA asked to contribute material to reflect some preliminary observations about how key aspects of the Bill may operate. Mr Bean assured that a staged transition will ensure the rights of existing licence holders are not diminished. The ACMA will consult with Spectrum user groups on the proposed changes and their timing. More information on this is expected at RADCOM's conference in November this year. It will also announce consultation with interested parties in coming months. The ACMA's next five-year Spectrum Outlook later this year will be an early opportunity to consult with industry on how best to build Spectrum review implementation into its work program. While a lot of his speech was of particular interest to other Spectrum users, the new Act will have an impact on the amateur service and is being watched by the Wireless Institute of Australia, who looks after our interests. You'll recall, or better yet, have participated in World Amateur Radio Day. Hello, I'm Jason, VK3FNQS. On Tuesday, April 18th, to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day, John W2JLD and Mike KM4OOC on behalf of the World Friendship Net on World Conference Server on Echolink and IRLP Note 9251 organised a 10-hour net with five different operators doing two-hour shifts. Due to the time zone, this made it Wednesday morning in Australia. The net was so popular that it was extended another two hours because of so many check-ins flooding in a total of 426 check-ins over the 12-hour period, which equated to just over 35 check-ins per hour. 23 countries contributed to the net with countries like South Africa, Nepal, Guatemala journeying into the net. John and Mike would like to thank all Australian ham operators who checked into the net and would like to see more check-ins from Australia next year. And from what I've also heard from fellow VKs listening in, they enjoyed it too. Just a reminder also to all those uh, operators uh, who use Echolink and IRLP, there is a group of fellow ham operators from Australia on the Aussie conference server on Echolink, which is connected to IRLP, reflector node 9559. And we're encouraging more people or nodes or to connect up and say good day. Now uh, this is Jason VK3 FNQS. Good morning. This is Grant VK5GR for the WIA AGM VK5 Organising Committee. The countdown to the AGM and convention weekend continues with many pre-event activities already underway on air. Have you worked VK5WOW, the special event call sign associated with this year's convention award? We're already approaching 1,000 contacts since the award was launched using a wide variety of modes, from HF to UHF via balloons, on voice modes and digital modes. One surefire way of making contact is to call into the VK5WIA broadcast relay on 40 metres, 7135 kHz, after the 9am Central Time Sunday broadcast. The call sign has also been heard from multiple conservation parks, 
including in one case a park activated by Steve VK5SFA using his magnetic loop antenna, one of the convention talk topics. Operating portable from parks is a topic in particular that Paul VK5PAS will present at the Amateur Radio Showcase on the Saturday of the AGM. Here he is to tell us some more about it. Hi, I'm Paul VK5Papa Alpha Sierra, the awards manager for the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award, the international chairperson for the Worldwide Flora and Fauna, WWFF program and the national coordinator here in Australia for WWFF. Do you enjoy the great outdoors and travelling to exciting places around Australia whilst enjoying the hobby of amateur radio? Do you suffer from noise at home, the result of plasma televisions and various other interference sources? Do you enjoy bushwalking, photography, camping, forward driving? Do you enjoy experimentation with antennas and homebrew transceivers? Do you enjoy working pile-ups, both locally and DX? If you answered yes to any or all of the above, then operating portable from a park might be for you. Not to mention the wallpaper, there are plenty of award certificates on offer. There are a number of park programs in Australia, including the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award and WWFF. I'll be discussing these at the AGM and hopefully inspiring a few of you to try operating portable from a park for the very first time. I'll also tell you all about what gear is required for operating portable in the field. Sitting back in a deck chair, taking in the sights, whilst working your friends or DX on air is truly a very enjoyable pastime. And in most instances, zero noise for. Yes, it's true, you can hear a pin drop. I've worked so many stations out in the field that I would simply have had no chance of working from home. On Sunday, I'll be part of a team taking people out into the field to activate parks in the Adelaide Hills. Hopefully a few of those who come along will be activating their very first park. I look forward to seeing you at the 2017 WIA AGM and convention in Handorf and I hope to inspire a few of you to try operating portable from the park in the future. 73, Paul VK5PAS. Thank you, Paul. And that's all from me this week. We will uh, see you all next week. Meanwhile, look out for VK5WOW. This has been Grant, VK5GR, for the WAAGM VK5 Organising Committee. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. South Africa cancels 2,100 ham radio licences. South Africa's ICASA has cancelled 2,100 amateur radio licences believed to be more than one-third of the total for non-payment of licence fees. SARL News reports at the quarterly SARL ICASA liaison meeting 
ICASA confirmed that 2,100 amateur radio licences were cancelled for non-payment of licence fees. Over the past few months, the League had reminded radio amateurs in news bulletins, news flashes and on the web to ensure that their licence payments are up to date. In December last year, the League sent out emails to members who were in arrears and whose licences were about to be cancelled. Last week, another 143 members were emailed again. ICASA sends invoices at the beginning of each year, but many do not reach their destination, often caused by licensees not updating their addresses. The regulations are clear that the responsibility to pay the annual fee is on the licensee and that ICASA is under no obligation to take responsibility for non-delivery of invoices. Case de Marconi radio station contacts nearly 200 amateurs in 35 countries. Radio Hams at the Caster Lifeboat Visitor Centre in Norfolk managed to contact 193 other radio amateurs in 35 different countries on Saturday 22nd of April when they took part in the annual International Marconi Day to mark the inventor's birthday. Using the call Golf Bravo Zero Charlie Mike Sierra and a mixture of Morse code telephony and PSK teletype, contacts were made with other radio amateurs across the UK, Europe, Australia and the USA. Notable contacts were with other special Marconi stations in the UK, Italy and Ireland. Sweden and Norway in Ham Radio Magazine Exchange The Swedish National Society, SSA, says members can now download the PDF of the Norwegian NRRL magazine Amateur Radio from the SSA website. A Google English translation of the SSA announcement says the benefit is included in an electronic exchange of newspapers between NRRL and SSA as we test during this year. Members of the NRRL are given the opportunity to read our magazine, QTC Amateur Radio, after logging in on their website. Both newspapers in this way are a real addition to readers and we can learn a lot from each other. The Norwegian PDF magazine, together with QTC, can be found at ssa.se. Spratly Islands de-expedition postponed. An international amateur radio team has postponed its de-expedition to the Spratly Islands planned for December 2017. The de-expedition, which will take place from the Layang Layang Island, Swallow Reef Alpha Sierra 051, under Malaysian callsign 9 Mike Zero Whiskey, will be on the air March 10 through to 20, 2018. Operation will be on 160 through to 6 metres, CWSSB and digital modes. The team, headed by Hrane Milosevic, Yankee Tango 1 Alpha Delta, had to change its plans because the resort on Layang Layang Island is closed from December until February. The team will include participants from Kota Kinabalu, 9 Mike 6. Layang Island is approximately 15 acres, which includes reclaimed land. While the Royal Malaysian Navy maintains a presence on the reef, ownership, as with all of the Spratleys, is disputed. It is also claimed by the People's Republic of China, Taiwan and Vietnam. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Weird and wonderful, this story from AOL.com. If UFO hunters are to be believed, Mars is one of our solar system's most bustling ecosystems, full of wildlife and ancient history. And a recent discovery, made by a well-known alien enthusiast, appears to support that theory. Paranormal Crucible shared a YouTube video on April 20 showing what appears to be a tall, textured object in a Martian landscape. 
Intriguing object found by the Curiosity rover, this time a possible tree stump, the caption reads. This object definitely looks out of place, and in my opinion could be the petrified remains of a Martian tree. The object is around three foot in height, and with numerous discoveries of plant and animal life on Mars, it would be logical to assume that a variety of tree either existed or still exists on this enigmatic planet, the description continued. Maybe the tree was part of the Garden of the Martian King, whose remains were spotted by the same UFO hunter last week. Weird and wonderful. Next week in Weird and Wonderful, something that took place in the skies above Trinity Bay on Anzac Day. We'll be joined by John VK4JKL. Who listens to radio? That go where you go medium golf radio. VK2K BK8 November Hotel. BK8 GT. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017. WIA's Harangel Memorial 80 metre sprint, Saturday, May 6, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 to 15, Mills on the air. VK Shires, June 10 and 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest 160, 80 40. Saturday night, July 15, and start time is 08 hours UTC, and finish time is 14 hours UTC. 10 10 International Summer Contest, August 5 and 6. VK1 in winter, so that a QSA party takes place August 6, 2017, 9am to 11.30am. WA's flagship contest, the Remembrance Day contest, 12th and 13th August. August 1920. IRWLW, the third full weekend in August since 1998. August 26, the Lara contest, start time, 1600 hours. This is a 24-hour contest for YLs. IARU High Speed Telegraphy World Championships are the 8th to the 12th of September. October CQWWDX Stroke SSB Contest always October's last full weekend. Running all year till December 31, Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. I have been mentioning the Big Cash Shires for some time and now I'm pleased to say AR Magazine Contest Manager Trent Sampson starts up on the audio news regularly with the nuts and bolts of the Big Cash Shires. Over to you Trent. Thanks, Felix. Well, it is time to do some real operating and get chasing those elusive VK Shires. The 2017 version of the VK Shires QSO party is held on the weekend of the 10th and 11th of June and promises to be a big one. The low bands are really firing with conditions coming off on the high bands. Typically in lower sunspots, 40 metres comes into its own and 80 metres opens up well. The VK Shires QSO party is limited to the frequencies of the Australian standard call and so there is no 160 metres but otherwise all traditional bands 80 through 10 are used. Being an SSB and CW contest gives added interest as you're not locked to any one mode. Warm up the linear, break out the voice keys, load up the software and get ready to enjoy the VK Shires QSO Party 2017. This has been Trent, VK4TS. The Treaty of the Danish West Indies. A special event throughout 2017 celebrates the 100th anniversary of the United States Virgin Islands. The EDR Ham Radio Club of Scandable will use the call sign OZ100DVI from January 1 till December 31. 
It marks the centenary of the Treaty of the Danish West Indies, sold to the USA and renamed the Virgin Islands. OZ100 DBI will be on all bands and includes further activity from St. Thomas Island on the Lake Skanderborg. Further information is on the website qrz.com. Just as VK passes Anzac Day, a word in on a satellite operation planned for Armed Forces Day, W2GSB. The Great South Bay Amateur Radio Club will operate special event station W2GSB stroke APM from the American Empire Museum, Farmingdale, New York, May 2021-2017. This event commemorates Armed Forces Weekend to honour our servicemen and women of the Armed Forces who have given so much. Plus SSB, plus CW20 and 40, plus satellite operation on available passes. JP7MBO will activate XV9G from Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam until the 9th of May. Operation will be mainly 40 and 20 metres with a possibility of 15 metres. Alexander is stationed at the Russian base on King George Island under the call sign RI1ANB. The South Shetlands count as AN010 for the islands on the air award. QSLs go via EW4DX. Antarctic operator Alex RN1ANC is on the Russian Vostok station Antarctica, where he will be until February 2018. He is called sign again RI1ANC, and during his spare time he will be active on CWSSB and digital. QSL manager is RN1ON. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. British Amateur Television Club Chairman wins an award. Well done to the BATC Chairman Noel Matthews G8GTZ for winning the RSGB 1962 Committee Cup presented at its AGM in Cardiff on Saturday. The award is made by the Society to recognise outstanding amateur development at VHF and UHF. And the committee citation read, This is for championing reduced bandwidth digital amateur television RBDATV, including 146 MHz. This has been a great example of delivering innovation and has been accompanied by PR and outreach to a wider amateur audience and to Ofcom, General Manager Steve Thomas said. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. ISS Commander Peggy Whitson, XKC5ZTD, sets a new US record for time and space. Current International Space Station ISS Commander Peggy Whitson, age 57, KC5ZTD, this week broke the record for cumulative time spent in space by a US astronaut. President Donald Trump, with daughter Ivanka Trump and astronaut Kate Rubens, KG5FYJ, joining him in the Oval Office, called Whitson on April the 24th to congratulate her on her accomplishment. With Whitson for the call on board the ISS was Jack Fisher, KG5FYH, who arrived on April the 20th for his first mission aboard the ISS. 
Peggy is a phenomenal role model for young women and all Americans who are exploring or participating in STEM education programs and careers. President Donald Trump said, When I signed the Inspire Women's Act in February, I did so to ensure that women have access to STEM education and careers and to ensure America continues to benefit from the contributions of trailblazers like Peggy. Whitson tweeted back, Thank you, Mr. President, for a great opportunity to highlight the research we are doing up here aboard the space station and beyond. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the Hams Domain VK2YCJ in Newcastle has logged Phil VK6GX, our WIA 160-metre rebroadcaster, but by the use of a software-defined radio on the web. Jamie, in an email to Phil, said... The SDR software-defined radio I used to listen to your broadcast this morning was a remote receiver located at Collie Western Australia and operated by Matt, VK6QS. It's a Kiwi SDR radio and there are more than 100 installed around the world and listened to on this website, sdr.hu. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers and it's to our friend in the West... Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. Tomorrow, May Day, is the first Monday of the month, the day the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin goes to air. As well, there's all the usual REOTC news. Tomorrow we feature part three of the history of Australian broadcasting. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband starting at 0100 UTC transmitted from Adelaide by HANS VK5YX. Callbacks to HANS will be most welcome so that he can assess how well his transmissions are being heard especially in the eastern states. An hour later at 0200 UTC Chris, VK6JI, will repeat the program, transmitting from Perth on 40 metres on 7088 kHz lower sideband, simultaneously with a transmission via all linked NewsWest repeaters. Additionally, local relays also take place. Details can be found at the RAOTC website, www.raotc.org.au and as from Tuesday you can download the audio file from this website together with other details about the club. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike is invited to listen to this interesting half hour of old time and news and information and we hope to hear your call sign amongst the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the RAOTC Monthly Bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, May the 1st. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Puerto Rican radio amateurs take part in 2017 Caribbean Tsunami Exercise. As they have done in past years, radio amateurs in Puerto Rico took part in the Caribbean Wave Tsunami Exercise on March the 21st. Tsunami Preparedness Week was March the 19th to 25th for Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. 
Caribbean Wave is the annual tsunami exercise of the UNESCO Tsunami and Other Coastal Hazard Warning Systems for the Caribbean and adjacent regions. Its major objective is for countries, emergency managers and communities at risk to test, validate and update their tsunami response plans. Amateur Radio's role was to gather reports on how residents heard or learned of the EAS alert and if they heard any of the sirens. A report summary was delivered to the Premier officials during a post-exercise meeting. The primary repeater system used to communicate the reports was the island-wide 13 VHF and UHF repeaters. The exercise net was managed by the Patriot Amateur Emergency Radio Club WP4PQK, an ARRL affiliated club. Section Traffic Manager KP3PI ran the net on 7.188 MHz, the frequency of the daily friendly net and a popular meeting place for Caribbean radio amateurs. Well that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. On the social scene and socially happening right now, April 28 through to May 1 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering. That's between Rockhampton and Mackay. May 13 in VK3, Moorabbin and Districts Radio Club Hamfest, 10am at the Southern Community Centre, Mulgrave. May 19, it's the WIA AGM Handorf. June 2 to 4 in VK4, Theresa Creek Campout Day. June 10 to 11 in VK5, Serg's Annual Convention and the VK Fox Hunting Championships. July 1, VK3, Gips Tech 2017 Technical Conference in Churchill. July 22, VK3, Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. That's at the Cranbourne Community Hall, Clarendon and High Street in Cranbourne. September 9 to 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. November 5, VK3, Bargham Convention at the Greyhound Racing Track, Ballarat. November 12, VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. And in VK3, Rosebud's Annual Celebration of All Things Amateur Radio. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.